0: This is the GPL Podcast, sponsored by Vintage Minnesota Hockey, your exclusive source for throwback Minnesota jerseys. Visit VintageMNHockey.com. Now, here's Hammy, Vigo, and your host, Jupiter. Good evening and welcome to the gpl podcast remember for you sitting live if you want to tweet us your questions using the hashtag gpl podcast we'll try to get you on the air and answer your questions probably the biggest question is what the heck happened boys three to nothing vermont are you kidding me vegs
1: yeah definitely not the start we were all expecting but uh You know, in their defense, uh, they ran into a veteran team that was older and uh, threw a 1-3 trap at them. And uh, I think the Gophers were a little too excited to get going and uh, played right into Vermont's hands.
0: Hammy, what the hell happened? Was it this trap crap?
2: Well, I mean, I think part of it, well, for me, I think the fact that, you know, we had a couple of opportunities on the power play early and we didn't capitalize on them, Mm -hmm. um, you know, combined with that kind of the late, everybody hates to be scored on what that, you know, the last minute of of a period or the first minute of a period. And we kind of had that happen, you know, in in that first period. So it's just one of those things where I think we didn't capitalize early on and kind of gain some momentum. Um, get the crowd into it or whatever crowd there was, I guess I should say, yeah, since it wasn't a packed house. And, <laughs> and uh, you know, but we just kind of had one go in on us late. And I just, I guess from there, just the momentum just kind of sagged.
0: Well, I think according to the, the tickets, what was it, over 9,700 tickets sold? Um, Found out later it was more like 6,600 that was scanned.
2: Right, so I'll... Um,
0: Obviously not a, f- a full house.
2: Uh, yeah. Not a big Vermont, uh, Pearl of Vermont crowd, I guess you could say.
1: <laughs> but I think there are quite a few ticket holders who also have wild tickets. So the the two openers yeah. happening at the same time probably probably doesn't help. And uh, I, I do think the University of Minnesota needs to find a way for those season ticket holders who have those conflicts to sell their seats easier. So I think there's probably a lot of people who, you know, have a hard time selling those tickets because you can't, there isn't like a, a stub hub where you can have scanned tickets for a gopher game. So I think, you know, that might help the atmosphere down the road.
0: Well, we'll have to see. You know, obviously it wasn't a great crowd, but you know what? The crowd that was there had nothing to cheer for. I mean, I, I, I for one thing, I don't recall the last time they were shut out in a home opener. I know they've been shut out, you know, within the last 10 years. I think there was a main game they were shut out uh, during the start of the season, but that wasn't at home. And. There was just nothing for the crowd to cheer for, Viggs.
1: No, I, I think the team really made a lot of mistakes. You know, they turned the puck over far too easily. There wasn't a lot of puck support. Uh, guys weren't coming back to the puck. They weren't breaking open areas of the ice. Uh, the defensemen were looking up a lot of times. And um, Jake Bischoff said, you know, he'd look at the wing and he's covered. He'd look at the center he's covered and there wasn't really another option because guys weren't moving to get open. So I think there's just a little bit of that um, tentative play that cost them. And I think part of that is they've got so many new guys in the lineup and so many new roles, they just weren't ready for it.
0: Gensel definitely was not happy with the defensive play, getting the puck out of the, the defensive zone. I mean, he saw their just just their attempts to get it up off the glass. He was, he was like, come on, guys, you got to do a better job than that. Uh, let's. I, I was paraphrasing. He was. He was a little more rosy in his language than that. But he was very disappointed. You know, when I was down there, just you know, get it off the glass. I mean, that's what they're doing to you. Why can't we do that? And He was very disappointed. Just getting the puck out of the zone.
1: Well, I think there's just that unwillingness to just fire the puck in and go forecheck. Sometimes yeah, so you have all too. these skilled players, and you know they think about their game as they want to come with speed. Well, when there's three guys standing at the far blue line. You can't really go over the top of the defense like you can in football. You've got to work a ground game and chip it in and go work for it. And I think for a lot of guys on this team, that's that's a different role than what they're used to. You know, a very structured team like that. And it's a tough matchup. Don Don Lucia talked about that today, that you know, they didn't probably do a good enough job prepping for a team like Vermont. You know, they were more worried about themselves. And once they got in that situation and once they blew a few of their early opportunities, you know they really started pressing and getting away from what would be successful.
0: Well, they better get used to it because um, they're going to see that this season. Teams are going to try to do the exact same thing. You know, maybe not a Duluth this weekend. That's not their style. But obviously, a Wisconsin is going to try to do the exact same thing, and and they'll see the success of what Vermont did, and they'll try to duplicate it.
1: Yeah, I think we'll see it with Northeastern. I think we'll see it with Notre Dame a little bit, um, and then we'll definitely see it in the conference.
0: Ugh. Ug, ug, ug. Well, Hammy, let's go to you first. You know, people always talk about, ooh, the lines, how are the lines set up. What did you think about the lines, about how he had them set up? And it sounds like he's going to keep it the same this week. But, you know, right off the bat, we had Gates, Clues, and Fashing up front uh, as the top line when we started.
2: Yeah, I didn't – I mean, you know, I didn't have a problem with the lineup that they – you know put out there in terms of the lines I, I think that after seeing them for a game I think that they should tweak a few things I didn't really feel Gates um kind of fit in real well with uh clues and Fashing. it kind of seemed like uh, he was struggling a bit in terms of some of his play uh you know and it's to be expected it's it's I think we have to be careful when you have that many young guys in the lineup and it's their very first college game that we don't obviously jump to too many conclusions I think that um, we kind of saw a little bit of that on GPL and people are analyzing the game and saying this and that of our players. Yeah. I mean, it's like, I, I get what they're saying and yes, it wasn't a, a great, you know, wasn't a great game by really anybody for the most part, but uh, it's also the first game and you have a ton of new guys in the lineup and um, you know, we're going to have to be patient this year. It's a totally different kind of situation than last year where you had a lot of veterans, a lot of guys kind of going to be playing a lot of the same roles or similar roles and, um, you know, they're going to kind of be able to step in and the power play was great, you know, last year and, you know, we're going to have some growing pains overall. And so it might be a case where we're going to see a pretty good amount of inconsistency for a little while until guys kind of find their, their roles and get their feet wet in terms of, you know, getting some experience out there. Vigs, what did you think of the lineup?
1: Um, well, I thought the clues fashion pair looked really good together. Uh, fashion did some, the best play along the wall and and winning puck battles there to create some time for for something to happen in the offensive zone. Um, I think Gates, you know, he had that long layoff after he got injured, so this was his first game in a long time. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, happening at a game like this with, you know, a lot of pressure on him, he he didn't, you know, play his best. And that's why I think in the third period he saw Connor Riley play up there with Clues and Fashing, you know, just to try to get a spark going. Um, I thought Novak had a decent game at center, um, and I was impressed with the fourth line. Um, Ramsey, you know, brought some physical edge to, to the game, and um, they created some chances. I know Michelson had that breakaway chance early, you know, and you don't expect your fourth line to be generating some of your best zone time, but they were because they were, you know, chipping the puck deep, getting behind the D and, and trying to keep control of the puck. I think some of the other lines, the Camarada sheehy lateri line, Just couldn't get it going. Just too many turnovers.
2: Um, They played awful, I think. They
1: weren't coming up as a unit. Um, They weren't supporting the puck. Um, I think that was probably the worst line of the night.
2: You know, and Vinny and Taylor have no excuses. Those guys are, you know, Mm -hmm. juniors now. I mean, they got plenty of experience. They've had opportunities. I mean, it's just, it's not excusable for those guys to, you know, start off a season like that. I mean, in my book, those are, the kind of things you expect to see out of the real young guys, but not guys that have seen ample amount of playing time in college for two years. I mean, that's just, I don't know. Those guys need to wake up if it's going to be any kind of a good season. Those guys
0: have to perform a lot better. Well, it at least gives you know the, the message board a chance to keep ripping on camarada. Yeah, I mean, well, he, didn't he, exact- he is kind of the favorite whipping boy. And he yeah, just- well, he
2: didn't exactly do anything to <laughs> dispel yeah. the, the, the critics. I mean, so it's not exactly a great start on his part as far as trying to quell the uh, critics.
0: And actually, I was a little more surprised with Letary because he is more of a, you know, a meat and potatoes kind of guy. And we just didn't see any of that.
2: Yeah, well, I don't, I don't know, you know. I mean, like we, I mean, I guess we have to say all night that the real, you kind of have to put an asterisk by everything, and it is the first game of the season, and you know, it was we didn't even have an exhibition, so I mean, it's kind of like you have to be careful about being too critical or jumping on things too much. But yeah, as far as one game goes, it is a little bit of a surprise that some of these guys would have performed the way that they did.
0: How about defense? Uh, it was pretty much the same guys, Vigs, except we you know we added Sealer. Uh, what did you think about the decor?
1: I think it was a little bit of a difficult night for them to to make that first pass because there was yeah. such a, a trapping team on the other side of the rink. Um, I thought they looked good at getting you know puck retrievals. I thought they looked um, good playing the body and, and winning pucks back in the defensive zone. Um, it's just that first pass was a struggle for them all night, and you know they were having a hard time deciding whether or not they should just try to get it across the red line and dump it in. I think that's, you know, hard for some of these skilled guys to do, and that probably would have been the best plan of attack on um, Saturday. And then the other thing is, you know, they didn't get enough zone time where typically a Minnesota team, you see the defenseman really active at keeping the puck in the offensive zone. And they didn't have, have the opportunity to do that because, the you know, the offensive plays were so limited and short.
0: Well, that's one thing they're going to have to fix, Hammy, because, you know, yeah, we, we've said it for years. Coaches have said it. That first pass out of the zone is probably the most critical part of transition and everything else with the game.
2: Well, right. And I think the other thing is, and Vig's kind of mentioned this, I think there was a lot of impatience out there. I think especially as the game went all along, that the, the, some guys, I think, you know, were really trying to press and try to make things happen almost on their own to some extent. Um, and, and I think that that's going to just kind of exacerbate the problems. And like, uh, Vig said about puck support and kind of creating opportunities, uh, that, you know, aren't just the kind of skating through the zone cleanly. You kind of have to make opportunities. And, um, I, you know, I don't know if it was a first game thing with so many guys in a lineup or, you know, it's just hard to say, but, uh, whatever they were trying to do, it just wasn't working. I mean, they were trying to push it and just wasn't clicking at all.
0: And as we keep on moving back, we've got Shearhorn, Hammy. He gave up two goals. Uh, people complain, maybe it had been a soft goal, blah, blah, blah. But uh has always been preaching. You know, if our goalie gives up two goals, we need to support him. And that's exactly what he did. Well, right. And, I mean, I saw some people talking about how they felt he played or
2: whatever. And I actually – I really didn't think he played badly at all. I, you know, personally, on the first goal – you know, they had a shot from basically the face-off dot and, you know, Brzezinski kind of at least partially screened him on that. And he got a piece of it and just kind of trickled in. And I mean, that was a tough goal, but I I don't know that I would consider that a softie given where it was shot and that he was partially screened. And then, you know, the second goal that he gave up, it was essentially, you know, a hard slap shot that he just had, you know, sometimes when you're getting that close of a slap shot, you're just not going to be able to control the rebound as easily as you want to. And, really there was only one threat and that was the shooter and, and Glover didn't pick up the shooter after a shot and the puck goes right to the, you know, right back to him. And it's a goal. So I kind of blame the defenseman a little bit more on that one than I do uh, the goalie. So I I don't think he played that badly
0: at all. Vigo, I remember you mentioning, uh, you're concerned about his rebounds and where he's directing the puck.
1: Yeah, it's uh, you know, I thought he played a fine game, you know, it's a, it's a freshman. It's his first game. Um, he's coming into a new situation. I think it's a little bit difficult for goalies to to step on the the Olympic sheet and and play right away and play effectively because the size of the rink changes their angles a little bit. But he just didn't look comfortable quite the whole night. And it's not so much just the two goals that you know one you know that went over his shoulder and the other one where he gave up the rebound. The shooter did a nice job following his shot, but just the entire night, it looked like he was he was fighting the puck and. And trying to you know just deflect it, he wasn't trying to freeze the puck. He, he didn't look confident and smooth. I think anytime you watch an elite goaltender, you know they don't give up any rebounds. You know they swallow up everything. You know they've got those big pillows for pads, and you know they get the shot and they're able to cover it real quickly. Um, Santa Guida did a good job of that for Vermont. You know the Gophers had very few second chances because he was swallowing things up. And it gave the Gophers a lot of offensive face-off opportunities, but they weren't able to capitalize on it. You know, when you're going up against a good goaltender, you're looking to create those second chances. And, you know, Scherhorn was giving those up. You know, it's kind of a concern if that's his style to, to just deflect pucks in the corner. Um, but I think to be an elite goaltender, you need to be able to freeze the puck.
0: Well, you know, we talk about, you know, the other goaltender played well. But – Honestly, I, I, I never saw a ton of pressure all night. Um, they never really had him on his heels. Uh, I would say quality chances were very low. I mean, you know, obviously Clues did get that chance in the third period, but, you know, sailed it wide. I, I just didn't think there was a lot of grade A opportunities during the game.
1: Well, the, I mean, there are certainly chances. It, yeah. The Gophers didn't help themselves by missing the net as much as they did. They didn't help themselves by not changing the angle and shooting into pads as much as they did, you know, so offensively, you know the gophers didn't help themselves, but at the same point, you know, if you're a goalie, you want to be freezing the puck,
0: yeah, I guess, but you know obviously it's a disappointing start for the fans and for the team, so boy, to get shut out by Vermont, Not good, not good, boys. Well, I mean, it is.
2: I think it is kind of a worst-case situation for that first game, given mm-hmm. the style of play, given they're a veteran team, uh, given the fact that you know we have a, young, a lot of young guys in the lineup. You know, the first game jitters, and I think that guys are trying to do too much. I, I you know, I mean, I don't want to make a bunch of excuses for them, but all those things I just said are, are realities. So, it, you know, I think yeah. it's just one of those things where, um, you know, obviously we all expect them to perform better than they did. And we think that's how they should be moving forward. But uh, I guess I can't say I mean, even the best teams have bad nights. So I guess I can't be too critical at first game of the year.
0: Well, besides the Gopher debacle, uh, one thing uh, that was kind of a story by, uh, was it Todd Maleski? I don't know how you pronounce his name for Wisconsin. But uh, their their season ticket, packages are way down and you know they had a record low ticket sales Friday night against Northern Michigan sounds like they may have had 3 to 4000 show up um we've been preaching this for the last couple of years guys but uh Wisconsin's in trouble and the thing is if we want the big 10 to succeed we can't have Wisconsin in this kind of trouble, and it's looking like big trouble over there, Vigs.
1: Yeah, it's it's definitely shocking to see the the bar graphs where it just you know the attendance keeps <laughs> going down. Todd does a great job of, of getting that information from the University of Wisconsin and publishing it and maintaining that database. You can see it right right there in uh, plain charts. But uh, you know that they don't play a very entertaining style of hockey and. You know they've had a lot of success on the basketball court and on the football field the last decade, and you know not so much on the hockey rink. And well, their, stu- their
0: students are under a under it was like eight or seven hundred now. I mean, they're even the student tickets, which they used to fill up the whole end of the yeah, coal center from all funny. three all three decks.
1: The Gopher Sports Podcast asked uh, Fascian and Bischoff what their favorite <laughs> rinks to play in were, and Bischoff said Coal Center. And uh, it it could be a little emptier there than usual oh, this this next year.
0: I mean, obviously, we like to make fun of them. It's the Badgers, but 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 jeez, Wisconsin! You need to turn it around. I mean, we can't just have us and Michigan or whatever. We need we need Wisconsin to be a top three team in the league for this league to be successful. And boy, it looked like a ghost town there at Kohl Center. In fact, I even heard their announcer. I was listening to part of their game Friday night. Their announcer said he had never seen such an empty Kohl Center for any Badger game. Well, I mean, I guess that's what a
2: four-win season will do (laughs) for you. And and retaining the coach, you know, that was essentially, you know, a lot of people point fingers at. I mean, it just... He's a dead uh, man walking. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what's going to happen this year. I mean, obviously, it's so early yet. And and obviously, they'll be, I would imagine, at least somewhat improved. I mean, it's not really a high bar that they set last year so but you know nonetheless they have to be a team that you know it's got to be you know at least competitive for an NCAA um, opportunity at large opportunity if you know the league is going to be doing well because as you mentioned most years Michigan and the Gophers are going to be you know contending for at least at large spot, and you know I think that Penn State if they keep improving um, they'll be kind of in that discussion and we know that You'll occasionally see a Michigan State or Ohio State kind of pop in there once in a while. But, you know, Wisconsin's a team that going into the, you know, the Big Ten Conference, we all kind of expected most years would it at least be in that discussion. And uh, the way it's looking, uh, you know, it, it could be at least a couple of years in a row that they're not going to be in that discussion.
0: Well, they didn't lose this weekend.
2: No, I mean, yeah, I mean, they
0: certainly did better than we did, obviously. You know, so I guess we can't talk too much crap about that. But and they did, you know, they came back from I believe a three-zero deficit Saturday night to uh, at least tie the game. I, I think they might have lost in the, in the shootouts, but obviously, as the NCAA is concerned, those were two tie games. So, well, and I think the other thing we always have to remind
2: ourselves is these early season tilts, you know, are going to be very skewed because. You know, some teams are more veteran than others. They have, you know, more guys used to their systems, and they're playing similar roles and maybe what they had in the past. And um, you, you kind of expect some teams to maybe hit the ice and play a little better um, right out of the gate than some others. So it, it's not necessarily what it's going to look like when you get to, you know, January, February, March of yeah. next year. I yeah, definitely. I mean,
1: a team like uh, Minnesota Duluth, you'd expect to come flying out of the gates and just power over a team like Bemidji.
0: Well, Duluth is who we're going to be talking about next. But uh, before we uh, get for the series this weekend and talk about Duluth, we're going to have a word from our sponsor here. I would like to welcome Vintage Minnesota Hockey as our very first sponsor on the GPL podcast. VintageMNHockey.com wants to take you back in time and keep the memories of Minnesota hockey heritage alive forever. They have Minnesota hockey history from around the entire state. Vintage Minnesota Hockey is dedicated to those from Minnesota's past who have carved out Minnesota's rich hockey history from the state of hockey. Personally, I love the online store. I own a 2011 alternate white jersey with gophers written across the front of it. I love it, and I can personally vouch for its quality. You can even get your throwback jersey customized with your name, number, or patches. And... As listeners of the GPL Podcast, you get a special 10% discount on all orders from their online store. Just enter the code GPL Podcast, all lowercase, and one word to receive this discount. So visit Vintage Minnesota Hockey today at VintageMNHockey.com. Alright, I want to thank Vintage Minnesota Hockey for being our sponsor again this week. Boys, Minnesota Duluth comes to town. The speed limit's going to be going up, isn't it, Hammy?
2: Yeah, I mean, the, Duluth has uh, yeah. got, got a lot of returning players. They're, they're a pretty good team this year, and uh, you, you kind of have to expect that, uh, you know, that they're going to come out of the gates pretty pretty good considering that. I mean, I was surprised that they lost to Bemidji. Um, you know, I guess, like I said, those early season tilts, you just never know what's going to happen sometimes. But uh, I suspect, you know, even last year, you know, I think – the Gophers uh you know with the veteran team we didn't we didn't particularly play that well against them and uh
0: that's an understatement uh, dude
2: (laughs) yeah so I mean it's it's kind of like uh you know I don't know what's going to happen this year you'd kind of considering what happened the first week and they have a you know a a better team more veteran team this year than we do um you would kind of expect it's going to be a tough uh series this weekend and I don't really know I mean I you know I, I normally I would think that you know you have a Home and home, you kind of pick the split, but uh, you know I, I don't know what to really expect you know, with what we saw this last week. It's kind of hard to even go
0: that far. Vigs, uh, boy, this Duluth team is pretty good, and they ended the Gopher season last year. Will that make any difference to these guys for the Gophers, at least?
1: I think talking with the, the Gophers, you know, they're they're ready to turn the page. This this year's team is totally different than last year's team. Um, there's just a new leadership group in the locker room, and you know guys aren't really looking for revenge. They're looking for the challenge of playing a rival like you would any time. I don't think they're thinking about the losses at all. They're just thinking about the, one of the challenges is playing uh, a very veteran team that, that's only playing, I think, two freshmen. Um, all their power play guys are back. Their goalie's back. Um, they've got one of the most aggressive decors in the country. Um, I think it's a stiff challenge because, you know, Kids had a lot of time to make decisions on Saturday night. They're not this weekend. Um, they're going to have four checkers on them. They're, there's going to be a lot of pressure, a lot of physical play. Uh, it's, a, it's a big test.
0: Well, it'll definitely be a wake-up call because, you know, obviously you know, it was a disappointing game this past weekend, but it's a rival. It's rivals coming into town. We're going up to Duluth. It's, it's, Hopefully this is the, the, the something that wakes the team up because obviously they weren't awake this past weekend. Well,
2: I mean, I don't know what to, I mean, I think, you know, when I look at Duluth this year, they kind of remind me of, you know, what Wisconsin was a few years ago or the Gophers were last year where you have, a, you know, quite a bit of seniors, quite a bit of guys that, you know, this is probably their last year playing college hockey, and uh it's kind of like you better you know make hay when you have that opportunity so it's kind of like the pressure's on this year i think for duluth and um they're gonna have to make the most of it because i think uh, if they don't do it this year there's going to be a fall off for a little bit i mean they have some good players coming in recruiting wise but um they it's hard to as we're seeing this year you know it's kind of hard to replace some of those talented guys right out of the gate so um you know we'll see what happens this week and i think that the gopher's you know, they're gonna obviously have to raise their game a lot more than what we saw this last week if they're gonna win at least one game. So we'll see how it goes. But uh hopefully I I'll be curious, did they say anything about uh you know who was gonna be starting in goal again this uh this week, Viggs? Nope, they they
1: said they were gonna talk about it tomorrow morning conveniently. Um you get you get the sense that um, Shearhorn's kind of the guy that they wanted to go to because of his ex- experience and that you know his play on the ice would you know, kind of determine how often he'd play. Um, Lucio was very complimentary of uh, Shearhorn's game other than uh, the rebound control, and he said that he would like to get a guy in there sooner rather than later. I don't know if that meant this weekend, though.
0: We'll have to see because, you know, obviously no matter what, Saturday night uh, they'll be going into Duluth, hostile territory, and none of those goalies have experienced that, so... It'll definitely be interesting to see what he does. I mean, if if Shearhorn's shaky Friday night, oh, boy, what does he do Saturday
2: night? Well, I was curious, has he, like, mentioned a pecking order at all? I'm imagining he hasn't as far as behind Shearhorn. Has he even talked about, you know, who would be the next guy in line? Or is it just kind of unspoken to the media?
1: You know, Shearhorn's the only one he's been asked about and talked about. Um, when he talks about the other goalies, he says we've got four – Talented guys back there, <laughs>
3: so yeah. he hasn't he
1: hasn't mentioned. Uh,
2: you
0: know, Larry, That's uh, such a company that, line BS right there. Yeah, isn't mentioned...
2: that kind of like? Isn't that kind of like saying you have uh, two starting quarterbacks? It's essentially saying that you don't have any starting quarterback <laughs> because they're just both not good enough or something. I don't know.
0: Oh boy, I <laughs> that just seems like such BS to me. That's... Well,
2: I mean, I get where he's saying. Yeah, you know, yeah, a, yeah. A couple of these guys are freshmen.
0: You know, so you
2: can't really go too far with that. And, you know, we we saw last year that outside of, you know, when Wilcox played, we didn't have a hell of a lot there that was to brag about. So you kind of have to be careful, I suppose, early in the year when you're talking about the goalies and everything.
0: And just like last week, Vigo, you recorded some audio for me, and uh, I could throw that on the end of the podcast like I did last week. Uh you say anything besides that today? Anything good, Vigs?
1: Um. <laughs> yeah, he had a funny line about uh, having so many young guys and going up to, to Duluth. And, um, you know, it's a real good test to evaluate who your who your men are. And then I the guess. young guys, sometimes you got to pull them out from under the bench and throw them out on the ice. So hopefully it doesn't come to that on Saturday.
0: Are you well, you make, know, the
2: thing you... with the, the young guys, they should just be – to me, it's like you might as well just go balls out and, and not even – I mean, care. You know what I mean? You kind of just have to throw caution to the wind and, and uh, just play your guts out because – if you play timid, you know, especially in a hostile environment, you're going to get smoked. So you might as well just say to hell with it. I'm going to take some chances and whatever. And if it, hey, if you're working hard and you take a few chances and it backfires on you, so be it. But I'd rather like, I'd rather see guys lose and playing aggressive than, to, you know, just lose and be playing timidly. So we'll see how it goes, though. Well,
1: it definitely feels like going against Duluth. You know, it gives you an opportunity to play aggressive uh with vermont the the situation was if you beat one guy, you still have three guys to beat at the blue line to to even make a play so it just wasn't a good environment for these guys to play aggressive. They had to play a a patient game. so I think you know if anything it's gonna be an easier style to play against and you're gonna you're gonna know more about these players and what kind of skill and reactions and and talent they have.
0: And Viggs, uh, I understand that uh, Duluth will be missing one of their better players Friday night due to a suspension.
1: Yeah, I think it's Carson Susi who's going to be out for that contact to the head penalty. Um, you know, a, a wild draft pick player and a valuable part of their blue line. So, you know, they'll have to overcome that. I'm, I'm not sure who they have coming up, but I know they've got other talented guys who can probably eat up the minutes.
0: Are you making the trip?
1: I am not making the trip. I I would love to go up to Duluth. It's a it's a great town, uh but with uh the, the one year old and three year old at home it's uh kind of a tough trip for me. Yeah, right? you'll probably so have to far. take a
0: few years off for that. Yeah, we it's not, tough. We don't fire helmet guy'll be up there.
1: Yeah, but he's not going up today.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh so he, They uh, used yeah. to go up on you know, like Tuesday or Wednesday. And, and just Get smashed for the whole week almost.
2: I'm surprised he's not already up there. <laughs> I suppose Cardinal can't go because
0: it, it was a Viking game this weekend. I suppose he, he going to fly back down. I, who knows? Maybe he's going. I, I should find out. Um, the thing is, I believe Fire Helmet. they're even going up for Friday. And they're just oh, going to so. watch the game up there. Oh, well, that doesn't shock me. That does not shock me at all. Well, the home at home really of- does ruin the whole trip. Well, right, and plus he's kind of a closet dog, yeah. fan anyway. So <laughs> that's true. Unfortunately, I'm not going to get to see any of the games. Why not? I will not be in town. Going to go see the grandfather down south. So over mea, so the whole family's getting out of here, and I won't even see the games. What? What is it? That everybody, everybody I know
2: takes a vacation on mea week. I guess they have to take advantage of the kids being out of school for
0: a couple yeah. days. It's one of those family advocated vacations for me, so it's okay though. I like Where? it. It'll be uh, we're going to Arkansas. Ah, uh, what? Uh, ooh, yeah, I know. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's Arkansas. Luckily, we don't have to deal with too many people. It's Gonna <laughs> hot springs. You'll probably be
1: watching uh, Brett Bielema try to draw a personal foul players <laughs> from these other players.
0: My gosh, that guy is really messed up. I'm sorry. Hey, if you hear any banjos playing, man, run. <laughs> <Whee>! <laughs> <laughs> well, do we have anything else to talk about this week, guys? I just, it just, obviously the speed's going up with Duluth and uh, uh, Duluth is going to bring it and the boys better be ready. And like you said, Hammy, it's, it, it, we needed some good effort out there. Yeah, I mean, I think
2: we—it's hard to really talk too much this week because we had just the one game, and it's just hard yeah. when it's uh, so many young guys in the lineup that you, you don't want to jump to any conclusions one way or the other. Um, certainly, you know, I think the thing for me that was disappointing about the Vermont game is I just didn't feel like some of the veterans brought you know enough to the uh, table. I mean, I can understand the yeah. young guys trying to just get their bearings and, and trying to figure everything out in the first home game and some of the jitters that go on with that, but some of the older guys, I kind of felt like, you know, you got to do a lot more than that. And I think that, you know, the other thing is, you know, we did see a lot of, you know, for the defensive standpoint, I mean, if you look at it, we really only had, you know, a few guys that played a lot of games, you know, for the Gophers last year. I mean, essentially, you know, you had Brzezinski, you have Bishop, but, you know, Sealer was out. Collins, you know, played some, you know, but Glover and Johnson really sporadically were in the lineup. So, I mean, from that standpoint, you know some guys kind of, even though they were you know returning another season, they didn't have a lot of experience last year. So uh, let's just hope they worked off some of
0: that rust for some of those guys, and that the young guys feel them more comfortable this coming week. And one thing that uh, Vigs and I both heard from Clues uh, Saturday night, he's like, you know what, it wasn't the freshman at all. It was the it was the upperclassmen that didn't perform, and he made sure that he let us all know that.
1: Yeah, I definitely think that top line, you know, didn't take advantage of their scoring opportunities, and, and we talked about that third line, you know, with Cameron and Latery on there. They need to be able to take advantage of their chances. Um, the power play unit, you know, had a hard time getting going. Um, it looked like it was Clues, fashing Brustet, uh, Brodzinski, and uh, Connor Riley. You know, I think they'll probably get some chances this weekend uh, to work the power play a little bit more. I thought they they broke out and established themselves in the zone pretty well. Uh, So we'll see if they're able to get better chances this weekend.
0: Well, I won't be able to see it. I'll hopefully get to watch it again on DVR, but uh, I just hope the boys turn it around. I I don't know.
1: They do have the stream on uh, BTN to go. That's one of the benefits of being in the Big Ten.
0: True, I, I will try to watch that, but unfortunately where my grandfather lives... They have it. Do they have internet? In they do, but he lives in a valley down by a golf course, and the cell reception is literally not too good unless I get up on top of the hill. <laughs> nice. Oh, ding, 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 ding. <laughs> exactly. Actually, it should be pretty beautiful down there. It's going to be in the 80s, so I'll, I'm fine with that. Beauty. I'm just fine with that. But, you know, we'll be back next week. We'll recap the, the Bulldogs and the Gophers. And we'll preview the next series with Northeastern. Hopefully, at least the Gophers get a split. That would be nice. Until then, thanks for listening.
3: Who's beginning? You are. Opening Tough. statement. Tough start, and it doesn't get any easier. Um, you know what, uh, Vermont? We knew it was going to be a good team, hard team to play against because their style that you don't see that one, one, three very often. We didn't do a great job of, uh, you know, navigating through the neutral zone. Uh, the two turnover goals we had, um, we just didn't get bucks behind, and uh, you know we tried to uh, plan uh, our structure to begin the year, preparing how we want to play, not necessarily playing for Vermont. So, you know, maybe we should have taken more time to prepare for that one-one-three. one 3 But, uh, you know, it's, it was interesting talking to some of the guys, even like the freshmen. They just, it was a blur for them. And uh, even some of the returning guys, all of a sudden, they're, they're put in those front-line positions. So they're not in a position to sit back and let somebody else do it. Now they have to do it. So that, I think we, that was probably the big learning experience for our guys uh, in game one. Obviously, this weekend's going to be a completely different style. The, the pace, the speed of the game's going to be different, and, and uh, now they're going to get thrown into a different situation with a, a veteran team. You know, their lineup, they have two freshmen in their lineup, and, and uh, you know, all returning guys at every position. So uh, they're a really good team, and we knew that last year, and that's why they're, you know, picked to, by some to win their league and be one of the top teams in the country this year. Well, having said that, then, do an assessment of last weekend. I mean, uh, given the one, one, three. Uh, You know what? It was interesting. It, it, uh, during the game, I thought, you know, we played okay. Um, you know, we, we didn't score. We, we had some opportunity, blew a few over the net. And then I watched the videotape. We made too many mistakes, Mistakes, I, I felt, to, to, to give ourselves a good chance. We didn't have much end zone offensive time. Um, the turnovers through the neutral zone again. Part of it was the way they played. But we didn't do a great job of managing that. And when you when you don't take care of the puck, uh, it's hard to win. And obviously, if you don't score, you're not going to win. Uh, going in, if you would have said, you know, we're going to give up two goals, I would have I would have taken that. Um, we were disciplined. Um, but I went through about ten different criteria with our guys before, at our meeting on Friday, and then we talked about them on Monday, and we felt we only did probably two of the ten were positive, and one was probably even. Now with specialties because we you know it was an even zero zero with, with specialty teams but that's a growth I mean the, we're just going to have to allow the guys to get experience to play them and, and let the group grow what were the two positives um, discipline we didn't, I know we didn't take any pen, any penalties um, that was one and I'm trying to think what the other one was I don't, I don't have a list in front of me. I can remember some of the negatives. <laughs> <laughs> do you
1: think it was more puck support, or do you think it was? Well, more that was part. Of it a, no, puck. that
3: was that's a good comment. It was someone was puck support that um, the way they were taking away the middle of the rank, that we did not do a good job of slashing to the puck, whether it was our center slashing with better and, and trying to make ten or fifteen foot passes, and even the weak side wing slashing harder um, to, to try to create a little two on one or chip play into the offensive zone. And it was too much, you know. Looking to make a 70-foot pass, and those 70-foot passes weren't going to work against them.
1: Is that more the forwards getting excited and getting too vertical?
3: Well, I mean, it's it, it, it's not so much just the vertical; it's just it's just coming hard to the puck, and and you know. It, if you, if you get through a couple guys, you're, more often than not you see two guys back, not three lined up, and they play where three guys are going to be lined up, so you better be slashing to the, to the wall in order to chip behind a guy if you're going to have a chance to, to get any end zone offensive time. And then I didn't think our sticks were very strong. I think that we are two one and done on any battles along the wall, so our wall play has to get a whole lot better, and you know that might be a strength factor with some of our guys right now too one game, but evaluate your your young goalie. Um, I, you know what? I thought he, he the, I like the fact that he didn't get beat on the first shot. Um, he's he, you know he's got to work on his rebound control, obviously. That that's but he's competitive. Um, I think Justin's going to be great for him because he really hasn't had a goalie coach because he's athletics and he fights and battles. And uh, you know, unfortunately, Justin's not here this week. They just had a baby this morning, so number three for him. So everybody's doing well and and. Uh, uh, but I think over time, uh, you'll see him really grow, and, and that's what we have to, to do with him. Uh, first goal, went off the shoulder, he went to glove it, kind of, you know, kicked it. And the second one, I think he, he would have been a little bit deeper and then made that slide move back to the post. But then our defense was with the guy, too. You know, that, that's as much the defense's responsibility as anything else. Do you stay overnight in Duluth, or you you go up that day? No, we're just, last year we went up Friday, and... Uh, and, and today, or this year, we're just going to go up Saturday. Okay. And these kids all play junior hockey. It's close enough. It's two hours and 15 minutes. So we're just going to bus up in the afternoon and come back after. With
1: the first two games, sir, is this a uh, time you have to try to go up both goalies?
3: Uh, you know what? I don't know what we're going to do yet with with our goaltending. We've, to be honest, we really haven't even talked about it as a staff yet. We'll we'll discuss that in the morning and, and which direction we want to go. Um, obviously, we're going to have to get somebody else we'd like to uh, <clears throat> sooner rather than later. Um we didn't blow up the lines or anything this week. We just, we want to almost kind of restart. And, and, and you know, I thought our, you know, uh, our, our two best lines in the game were Clouse's were line and Romenko's line. I think Romenko, I mean, that line did a really nice job with some puck possession time and some end zone offense and did what they were supposed to do. they were, you know, pretty good sized bodies and got a puck in deep and went to work. So um, whether we, you know, keep the lines exactly the same for Friday night, or certainly from Friday to Saturday. We'll we we'll wait and see, but um, we just we need better production from everybody. Because we're I look at our team. We don't we don't have a you know we don't have a superstar up front, so uh, we're going to have to have you know guys chip in. You know, maybe guys that we're not looking to score 10, but when they get a chance, you know, hopefully they can bury one like AJ when he came in all kind of all alone and he blew it wide. You know, we need a, we need a guy like that to chip in that goal every so often, and and that's the way our team I think is going to have to be. You know one night a couple guys are going to score and the next night maybe some different guys are going to have to score but uh, freshmen are going to have to chip in. and We've got a lot of them playing and then certainly the the guys that are being elevated in our lineup with power play time and, and top nine minutes that, you know they're going to have to you know produce. Given how uh,
1: Saturday went is it kind of is it good to actually have that first game here before you travel up to Duluth?
3: Uh, you know it doesn't matter. I mean it's it's our schedule, and we will play on Friday at home and then run up there on Saturday. You know, we practice in Ritter on uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday because we haven't been in a small rink yet. Um, and then tomorrow we'll practice at Mariucci and then we'll be back up to, uh, and play in the small rink. And that'll be different too because everything's going to happen in, in a hurry. Are you doing anything
1: specific to uh, for Duluth given that you played them five times in the last year? Um,
3: well, hopefully we can score some goals. Uh, that's, that's a start. We didn't score a lot against them last year. Um, but the difference is we're going to have to play with great tempo. We're going to have to have a great reload game. We got to make sure we don't get caught. Their D are going to jump up into the rush. Um, they're a very good transition team, and you know we're going to obviously going to get tested. There, there's no doubt, and uh, we'll, we'll be playing as good a team as we'll see all year this weekend. Freshmen didn't seem to get rattled last week, but there'll be a whole different intensity. Uh, do you make any preparation? For well, that? no. I mean, you just you got to play, and, and uh, you know. I think the crowd will probably be more revved up with, with UMD in town on Friday, and then it'll be a whole new experience for the guys on Saturday, you know, when yeah. we go up to a sold-out building. But, you know, that, it's good evaluations. I mean, I always say, you know, you know who the men are. Sometimes when they're real young, you got to pull them up from under the bench in the heat of the battle and get back out there, you know. <laughs> but that's all part of the growing process. Talking about those games against Duluth last year, you know, when, uh, I asked Hudson in, in the preseason about, you know, Revenge, or you know, wanting to get back at the team. He said something about turning the page. You know, yeah, I, I, you know what? I don't. I don't. I'm not into revenge or last year or was last year. This year is this year. I mean, we got ten different guys in our lineup yeah. that, that, that didn't play. I mean, last year they had a good team, and uh, and they played very well against us and deserved to win those games. And you know, so I I never looked at from year to year. geez, they knocked us out last year. So be it.
1: Do you do anything different this week with the smaller ice sheet on Saturday or do you just focus
3: on Friday? Uh, well, we practice at Ritter Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, trying to get, prepare for that because it's, things do happen a little bit more quickly. Mistakes can be magnified because you're, you're, you have a quicker strike to the net. Um, and, and so we have to be ready for that.
1: How encouraging was it to see Connor Riley skating so well
3: this Saturday? You know what, uh, again, timing for Kim. I mean, even Junior Gates he broke his leg in January, so this was his, that was his first game since January. was Connor's first game since January, and you know, what Connor's looked, his timing isn't there yet, which you don't expect it to be, and that that may take, but his skating, and I told Connor, I think his skating looks better now than at any point in time he's been here. So I think he came back really, really nicely from his injury. I know he worked really hard on that over the course of the summer in his skating and his strength. So, um, you know, I think he's done a really nice job with his rehab, and hopefully he can have a injury-free year because if anybody's earned it, he has. Nice milestone for Paul Martin. Uh, yeah, in 700 games. So I mean, obviously a class act. I mean, he was. I remember when he was turning pro. I, I told him. I said he was trying to decide whether to come back as senior. Year. I said, Paul, you can do whatever you want, but I, if you don't get hurt, you're going to play 15 years. <laughs> I don't know what number he's on now. About what, 12? Yeah. Something like that. And he got what, signed a four-year deal. So I guess I was smart on that one. Yeah, I'm dumb plenty of times on that. One. But he just he was so athletic, and he doesn't really take a hit. And, so fluid and how we played and so smart and just, hey, guys like that make coaches smart.
2: I know you mentioned about turning the page, but did you ever sit down and watch the film from the end of last year's game and what were your main takeaways there?
3: Yeah, we, we didn't play it very well, to be, to be honest. And, you know, we had a good push early and we didn't score and then all of a sudden two pucks go off us and, you know, when you get to that time of the year, you, you give up goals like that. It's, it's hard to win. Let me follow up on the Connor Riley. Um, what about uh, Sealer in mean, his first game in, in over a year? What, what did you see from him? It, um, Nick plays aggressive. He plays strong. He plays tough. Um, he's going to be a, a, an added element that's going to help our team. But you can tell he hadn't played in, in a while. Uh-huh. I mean, it's again, it's getting that game timing, um, whether it's gapping and just getting, getting confident in, in how you need to play. But um, he's going to be a very effective player for us. All right. Thank you. Thank you. How many come you. 15 minutes? Thank huh? <laughs> <laughs>
0: you. A different side
3: of you. That you. Thank you. 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 you.